Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is the place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast, where it's Dr. Marissa. What's up? And myself. That's it. it. It's just us. The dream team. Uh, everyone else is away out of the office and uh, they got tired of the podcast, so we're going to so. fill in. Uh, today we're talking about why kids need physical therapy. Why do they need physical therapy? Dr. Marissa, what would you say? I know this is a very broad that's topic. A really, yeah, that's a really, really broad topic. Uh, let's, go with, uh, let's go with growing pains or people or kids in sports. Um, having pain when they are, you know, 12 years old. Yeah, that's a good place to start. Um, I think that a lot of kids around the ages of puberty, maybe a little bit before, a little mm-hmm. bit after they hit it, um, are growing so much and they're getting those, those growing pains, whether that's a little bit of pain in the knees, a little bit of pain in the hips, sometimes their ankles are bothering them. Um, I think those kids can benefit a lot from PT because we can help them strengthen musculature that can help offload those painful areas yeah. um, while they're going through that period of growth. I think the common misconception is that you kind of just work through it and yeah. it's going to happen and um, just either stop exercising or stop playing soccer or basketball uh, or just push through it and you'll be fine no. uh, because I, that's what I did or whatever whatever the statement is, fill in that blank of, of the parent um, or the family member is like, well, it, that's just a normal part of life, work through it. Um, and I think that there's some easier solutions or sure. things or modifications that you can do to unload them so they don't have so much pain. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, even from a education standpoint, there's a lot that you that physical therapy can offer. Yeah. Um, and and so that's people in sports. Um, and doesn't mean that it's just for people who are or for kids in sports. It, it could also be for people who or kids who are in. Um, any other form of activity that are starting to develop pain, right? So we break, we see a variation of, of athletes and clients who come in. And what if you're playing the clarinet or the violin yeah. and you have neck pain? Yeah. Is that normal at the age of 14? Uh, well, no, we want to definitely help right, out. Right, so right. Um, in that case, I think it, it would definitely benefit. But um, it, it's really about managing pain and just because – a kid is an adolescent or, uh, you know, pre or post puberty doesn't mean that they just have to work through things. And I think that the solutions, and I I don't think that we need to undermine their pain, that it is real um, and that physical therapy can help. So how would you say, uh, what are some things that physical therapy, like what would the typical session uh, be in somebody with, you know, kids who have pain? What would you, what would you say? Yeah. So, so generally a typical session would look like uh, starting off with an evaluation of or an assessment of what exactly is going on. So we'll look at their movement patterns, we'll mm-hmm. look at their strength, look at their range of motion, um, and see if there's anything in, in terms of the way that they're moving that we can help out with to, to change their pain. So if they're, I don't know, let's say the kid carries a drum around, he's in a marching band, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sure. and having low back pain, yep. maybe we can make some modifications just to the way that they're standing or the way that they're positioning sure. their feet that can drastically improve um, whether or not they're having pain. And I think that can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so once we, 
once we assess and see what the what the problems are, uh, we formulate a plan to address those issues. Whether it's like adding a little bit of a, a tape tape brace to sure. something, um, whether it's changing a positioning, whether it's strengthening some other muscles that can better support. Uh, a drum if you're having pain, pain yeah, while carrying sure. a big drum or something like that. Um, then they get some some more homework to, <laughs> to yeah. go home with and, and work on it. Yeah, and, and I think that um, there's certain ages and certain locations of pain that or injuries that are unique to kids. And uh, some of these, I'll just throw that out there that, you know, people might have heard of Osgood Slaughters. That mm-hmm. that makes sense to people. They've heard that before. Yeah. Um, Sievers disease yeah. um, is another common one. And that's at the heel. And, and so what happens is that kids are growing vertically. Their bones are growing vertically. And what happens is their bones are a little bit more fragile than the tendons and muscles that attach to them. So what happens is as those tendons yank at the very... Uh, you know, uh, more flexible bone, mm-hmm. the bone starts to pull away versus in an adult, you might see a tendonitis because the bone is very, very stiff and, mm-hmm. and sturdy and the tendon yeah. takes it. But in kids, their uh-huh. bone is the most flexible because it's growing. Yep. And so sometimes you have to learn when to push and pull. And I think that when, when kids come in, uh, that's the first thing we're going to look at. You know, what stage of growth are they in? Have they had a large change in um, height? Uh, because that does impact, you know, what their healing is going to be and, you know, whether we need to pull them from sports off for a couple weeks or make large changes and modifications or if it's something that you can truly uh, work with and, uh, you know, apply strength or whatever it may be. But it really depends on where they are from a healing perspective or a um, an age perspective. Now, how young is too young? What's the, what is the youngest client that you've worked with? I worked with somebody that was seven and that's the youngest that I've personally worked with. However, there are pediatric physical therapists who work with, um, anywhere from babies in the neonatal intensive care unit. Um, and then all the way up through elementary school as well. Um, but as far as orthopedic stuff that I've seen or yep. sp- sports injuries or joint pain, seven. Um, seven was the youngest I've worked with. Wow. Yeah. What about you, Chris? I would say uh, two ways to answer that. Here at Sports Performance, the youngest I think that we've had here is six. Um, and uh, uh, recently I had an eight-year-old who had uh, a back sprain with uh, swinging a baseball bat during a game. Ooh, yeah. um, and and yes, we can treat those, and and they're uh, fairly uh, straightforward to get better. It's just small changes, like you said. But um, I also had uh, I used to I did a rotation through a pediatrics outpatient orthopedic mm-hmm. um, pediatric unit, and I would see everything. I mean, from probably six month old to a Ooh. year to two years old, yeah. and so you're you are on a playground basically That's for bad. a full day. So, you know, you know, kids kids need it at different stages and for different reasons. But typically, you know, what we're referring to is in an outpatient orthopedic or sports setting, um, kind of what we see here. And and around the eight-year-old mark to 10-year-old is when we start to see small things kind of pop up here and there. They're, they're playing multiple sports or one sport um, and they're playing that year round. Their elbow starts hurting with baseball or knee starts hurting with soccer or whatever it may be. And so when is young too young? If we have parents or coaches out there, uh, you know, 
there is no too young. You know, you can yeah. still see them. If somebody's complaining about symptoms for a prolonged period of time, um, that's not normal. And, and you can definitely get them in to see a physical therapist to be able to support you. And, and they'll all be able to guide you on kind of the, the biggest or the best way to um, proceed forward. I think more than anything else, a lot of times PTs can offer an, edu- an educational standpoint and a guide to move you forward, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't always have to be, here's the best exercises. It can be on structuring on, you know, this injury is going to last you four weeks. Here's how it proceed for four weeks. Once they're pain-free, here's your guide to get back into full sports. So a lot of times not just looking at the exercise or the stretching or whatever it may be, but also helping you through the process so you can understand and have better expectations. Uh, so- now, Go ahead. I was going to say, so how do you change your approach when you're treating, let's say, a kid with knee pain versus um, an adult with knee pain? Should the kid be expecting that they're going to be lifting a ton of weights? Are they going to be? Are they going to be independent on their home exercise program? How are you working with the parents um, to to execute a plan of care? That is a good. That's a good, really good question because you're right. As an adult, uh, you're working with one-on-one right Mm -hmm. with the client and then the provider now when you had a kid you were working with three to four people right maybe it's (laughs) one parent now it's or maybe it's both (laughs) that's exactly it so their their parent or guardian so um you're right i think from a kid's perspective you've got to be able to one see where they are in their motivation and their maturity and kind of gauge what you know how much can i give to this person from an adult perspective typically we give i i i'd say three exercises um on a on a initial evaluation or an assessment on a kid i'll probably give them one or two because i know that if i give them 10 exercises they're not going to do it yeah they're not right I, unless not it's like <laughs> Maybe stretching in between Fortnite, Fortnite yeah, dancing. yeah, Fortnite <laughs> dancing, and you know, here's your hip, your hip strengthening with your Fortnite. So I think that uh, I'm going to give few exercises. Yeah. I'm going to give basic fundamentals, and I feel that kids respond really well to video content. So Ooh, uh, yeah. demonstrating a, a video of actually the exercise or whatever it may be, because written is not going to stick. Not it's going to be thrown in the trash or lost <laughs> by the time they leave the clinic. So. I think video content is really, really good. So whether you're a, a coach, a parent, uh, listening out there, um, you know, I, I think these are all kind of good tidbits um, to be able to support retention, right? Being able to retain things and then also, um, you know, what's going to be successful for kids. Now, just because they're, uh, you know, in sports doesn't mean that, you know, injury is normal. We always, we talked about that, but also, if they're not in sports, it's the same concept, right? If people are complaining about um, injuries uh, or pain, that's something to address. And and one concept we touch on, and we do get a lot of clients on this, if people do not have pain, can PT still benefit from, uh, can kids still benefit from PT? What do you think, Dr. Marison? Give me one straightforward answer. Definitely. Absolutely. Why? Um, because we know that there are certain factors associated with how people move Mm -hmm. that are sometimes putting them at an increased risk for injury. Mm. Um, And so that we know that weakness can put people at a risk for injury or asymmetry side to side. And so as far as from an injury prevention or injury (laughs) risk reduction standpoint, I think PT is highly beneficial for that purpose. One of those, one example would be uh, scoliosis, right? Mm -hmm. And, And this is interesting because 
there's structural and there's functional, meaning there's some that are um, kind of stuck in a certain position. If you have a large scoliosis, it's really hard to change. We know that through, through a lot of research. But if kids have a small degree of scoliosis, a lot of times, uh, you know, we have parents uh, who will come and say, is this fixable? Uh, and from a physical therapy standpoint, we know that we can make large changes in large muscle groups to be able to support them and have better posture, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe we might not be able to reduce the scoliosis to exactly straight up and down because that might be built by genetics and a couple different variables. But um, we can help help offload and reduce symptoms or uh, reduce strain in certain positions. And we can really help uh, kids and parents better understand what is going to be fixable and how they can proceed or what they're going to be at risk for in the future. It's more, like I said, with that education standpoint. So scoliosis is a, definitely a good one uh, that PT can help with as well. Um, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was thinking along the lines of scoliosis, um, kids with neck and upper back pain now. Why would they have I neck and why. upper back pain? looking at their cell phones and Snapchatting all day? Kind of. Kind of, and so then you just end up with weakness in those muscles in the back and neck, the upper back and the neck, and it just, it it's because weakness and a little bit due to posture as well, so always being in a forward head position all day, uh, looking at your phone, sometimes kids are getting more neck and back pain if we just strengthen up the upper back. Wait, wait a minute. You just said that kids are going to have neck and back pain because of playing video games? Possibly possibly really a hundred percent absolutely absolutely uh so uh, the we we do get a lot of clients actually with uh neck and back pain and um that is a real deal and it does exist and uh just removing the stimulus of not playing video games will fix it a greater portion of the time but sometimes it is a a posture and education component piece and then also um, treating it and that doesn't mean that manual therapy won't help these kids uh, it, it actually can expedite it um, another factor we haven't talked about is actually being able to work with um, work with other professionals who work with these kids so such as coaches and yeah. uh, strength coaches strength and coaches. and fitness yeah. coaches um, that's another way that uh, PT can help because if you partner with these professionals uh, now you're just increasing the strength of the program that they're working on or the strength condition that they're working on or the practice or if they don't have a dynamic warm-up you know working with coaches on how to manage this so PT doesn't mean just inside the clinic but also means how to address, uh, you know, injury risk from a, a greater level, and and that's being out in the community. So again, working with coaches and, and fitness coaches on how to manage kids and how to keep them healthy and injury free. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is all about. Look at and and Dr. Marissa has her fist up, and and she is power <laughs> to the people. <laughs> uh, so. Guys, on, the, on behalf of Sports Performance, uh, we are excited to provide you with this information. We're very, very passionate about um, keeping kids and adults healthy. But ultimately, PT is where to be. You like Great that, place. Dr. Marissa? It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. All right. So on behalf of Sports Performance, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And we'll see you guys next time. See ya.